In My Mug, episode 353. You needed a long three. 153 this week. On Monday, the 17th of August, 2015. I am always your host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Let's go look at the news. So this week's news is going to be short and sweet, I think, but... Coffee flowers, they have gone down super well. Thank you to everybody who's bought them. Um, they won't be long in stock, so you should definitely get them quickly if you want them. Uh, this week's coffee is a Guatemalan. We also have the estate grade version uh, being decafed as we speak in Germany. So we'll be seeing that El Bosque decaf in a few weeks time. Uh, I know lots of you enjoyed it last year. Nice to decaf fresh crop. A lot of people decaf past crop stuff just to move it along, but we always send the new crop as soon as it arrives. But what this does mean is we're going to have so many Guatemalans in the next few weeks. Uh, some old favourites and some very old favourites. Um, and um, some that you'll remember and some that will be new. Um, so very, very exciting times ahead. So uh, very much looking forward to the Guatemala container uh, being fully loaded. And that was the news. So we should look at Focus On. And this week we're going to look at the Guatemalan coffee industry. So coffee production in Guatemala began in the 1850s and coffee then and still is now a very important part of the uh, Guatemalan economy. Uh, Guatemala was Central America's top producer for coffee for most of the 20th century uh, but at the beginning of this century, the 21st century, um, it was overtaken by Honduras. Um, that was, I think, I think it was as late as about five years ago. So really was a, a, a big powerhouse and up until fairly recently. It still is really. Um, Ana Café, which is the Association Nacional de Café, was established in 1960 as a national coffee association uh, representing all of the coffee producers in Guatemala. Um, before that, it used to be through the, the ICO. Um, a percentage of every coffee sale that is made gets taken by Ana Café um, for the promotion of uh, coffee and also to centralise statistics, cupping, quality, all of those things. Um, and uh, has been very, very uh, proactive in setting up um, some smaller areas, so actually branding Guatemalan coffees into the different regions. Um, and in total, there's eight different regions. Um, I hate the title they put them under, which is the rainbow of choice. Um, but what they're trying to do is highlight the vast differences between the different regions. So you've got Acatenango Valley, you've got Antigua, you've got uh, Atitlan, you've got uh, Coban, you've got Fernandez, you've got Plato, you've got Highland Huayhuay, uh, and then you've got New Orient and then uh, the volcanic San Marcos. Um, and uh, yeah, they've done a very, very good job of marketing those into those different regions. And that was Focus On. So I'm very excited to introduce this week's coffee because it is a staple. It has become a huge part of what has been is and a very, very special coffee to us. This is its ninth year with us. Uh, and I'm very proud that for the last uh, seven of those, we bought every single bean from this farm. It really did become one of our first ever relationships coffee. Um, I love this coffee before I got to try it. Um, like I, I was blown away 
by the whole backstory of it, if you like. But when I visited the farm back in 2007, that's where I properly fell in love with the place. Um, and I got to meet the amazing people uh, who were behind the farm. Uh, and then when there's an amazing coffee behind it as well, the story all comes together as one lovely hum, harmonious gunk of loveliness. Um, Don Roberto, uh, who is the oldest brother of the three Flores brothers, um, tried to move the coffee farm away from the generic commercial coffee that they were doing at the time um, and really trying to add some quality into the cup. Um, Francesco, who is one of the other brothers, um, has also been helping with his qualities. So by separating the Bourbon off for us, uh, we have a Bourbon and we have a Bourbon Couture Mix. The Bourbon Couture Mix is the one that's been decafed, but the Bourbon, this is the 100% Bourbon. Um, and they were able, we're able to do this like, separation that really makes the quality of it just stand out that little bit more. This is not to say the estate grade isn't amazing and we're going to be selling that as normal uh, caffeinated and decaffeinated um, but the Red Bourbon really really made this coffee go up a notch um, in quality um, and in just how amazing it was in the cup. Uh, the farm was initially set up by the grandfather of the brothers, uh, Julian uh, Flores um, and that was in 1932 um, 14 hectares were planted uh, in 1947 and they were planted exclusively with Bourbon um, and uh, that was that was left to the only son who I believe was Jose I might have got that wrong um, but basically if it is Jose it is Jose um, he then continued to plant the Bourbon, so he started to regenerate some of the Keturas into Bourbon, and that's why there's more Bourbon there than there is uh, Katura. Um, uh, he passed away in 1996, and that's when the brothers took over. So um, Martha, who was Jose's uh, widow, um, then got the sons involved. So you've got uh, Julio, uh, Jose Francesco, and Mario. And when they took over, the farm was tidy, was smart, was doing okay. Um, they had a petrol station as well, which you'll see in a little while. Um, but they really decided that it was time for them to innovate and to build um, a, a mill uh, that was suitable for doing specialty. Um, and also to look at the environmental issues within the farm. Um, so they grow other plants, so things like uh, avocado. Uh, and they also have uh, a part where they're planting turf and selling turf so not just to rely on one crop of coffee you know a bad a bad harvest can ruin a family they've spread in their risk around by planting other things and um, the farm itself is located on the side of a hill um, and runs parallel uh, to the main road that is uh, the main route through to Guatemala City um, and they were showing me some maps of how the city of Guatemala City has slowly moved closer to them. So there was these aerial maps and you can actually see the city. The city now is virtually touching the farm. Um, you have to drive through this big estate um, to get up to the farm. As you drive through, there's people living there, people playing football in the street, there's shops. And then you come to a gate and you open the gate and go into this paradise that is absolutely beautiful. And I've got some footage that I'm gonna share with you um, after the map bit, um, which shows you uh, the farm and, and the whole setup there. And this coffee is a world exclusive. We buy every single bean of the Bourbon from the farm. Um, and we also buy every single bean of the Bourbon Couture Mix, which I've talked about that we're sending for decaffeination. Um, and you'll also get to try it normally. Uh, I'm very, very proud of the relationship we have with the Flores brothers. Uh, Francesco particularly, me and him hit it off 
quite well. Uh, and on the last visit, he was so cool. Uh, walking through the farm at night. Um, and again, I've got some footage that I'll show you. It was just amazing. Really was good. So we should talk numbers. So the farm is called El Bosque. It's owned by the Flores brothers. Um, the municipality is called Villa Cales. Cales. Um, yeah, Carles, I think it is, uh, uh, which is in Amatitalan. The farm in total is 37 hectares, of which 14 hectares is coffee. Uh, altitude of 1400 metres to 1645. Um, this one is the 100% Bourbon, and it is a fully washed, sun-dried coffee. So it's now time to go to what I remember being a very, very good map bit. nicer in Bolivia isn't it than the wet cold rainy Stafford but that's where I am now as I'm waving you off and waving you up into the sky and there is our green and pleasant land um, and we're going to go to our left um, and to our left towards Central America so let's get across to there um, obviously we buy lots of coffee from Central America um, but this is one of the ones we bought for a long time since 2007 from Guatemala so let's get down to Guatemala um, it's our longest standing relationship in Guatemala, actually, as well, which is pretty cool. Um, so you can see it's a, it's a fair-sized country, and it's got a fair-sized fact of blue denim comes from Guatemala. I don't know on what basis I'm saying that, but it definitely does come from Guatemala originally. So there we go, denim for men. Um, anyway, let's get down to the farm. Um, and what I'm going to show you here is a slightly different angle uh, of some of the farms we buy from. So Antigua is to the left. Um, you've got... Uh, El Bosque there, but that other one is the El Bosque Mill. Um, now this is the, the famous petrol station that uh, uh, I, I show you in the video, and this is where um, this is where the coffee's dried. This is where it's processed. This is where it's uh, depulped. Let's have a look at it from the farm and see where you can see the, the, the station. Now you can see how urbanised this area has become. This is a perfect example of what is happening in Central America, where populations are moving further and further out into the cities and just eating up that green belt. Um, and you can see the dot just in the distance of the mill. Uh, let's just get a slightly raised up view so you can see all of that city, all of that urbanisation. That wasn't there 20, 30, 40 years ago. This is something that's happening over time and threatening the land that this farm's built on. Um, it really is drawing closer and closer. You're walking through the gate and you can actually see the houses from the edge of the gate um, of the farm. Um, so you see the lowest point is Pacific Ocean and uh, we've got a volcano there at 4,200 metres. This is around about 13, 1,400 metres above sea level. So... Um, regular altitude for Guatemala but let's just kind of zoom down to this drying patio and I want you to see kind of exactly where is it it's just crazy it's so close to the road um, and let's see if we can swing this view round let me just try and see if I can get it to edge round this way and then we'll be able to see the farm up on the hill you can see it's in the dip of the valley um, and that's why everybody built there because it was in the dip of the valley and it was easy because the land was a bit flatter and it's uh, it's easier to build on so that's Guatemala City there just on the on the brow and then if we come around you can just see the farm from there i think it's really cool when google earth lets us get into that much detail and that was the super duper funky map bit i like it when the map bits are good don't you um it is now time for roland's daft fact of the week
25% of Guatemala's GDP comes from agriculture. The main things being coffee, sugar and bananas. Not sure why he said bananas. But anyway, um, interesting fact, Roland. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and get tasty and delicious drinks and I'll be back with you in just a second. Back into the espresso. So not a lot of people know, but this was one of the coffees that Stephen Morrissey used in uh, Copenhagen in 2008 in his uh, barista competition that he won the WBC with. So a little bit of a, a fat tech for you there. Now the good thing about this coffee is Roland's made the cappuccino in the espresso. Don't ask why. But Roland's made the cappuccino in the espresso and he's pulled it very tight. I mean, this is super ristretto. But you still get a beautiful milk chocolate come through. It's sweet. It's got a really interesting acidity. And what I'm beginning is just like a really delicious kind of like apple. So like that malic type acidity um, with a little hint of cherry in there as well. And it's... Badly full, but deliciously made. That's a backhanded compliment there. Um, into the milk. Uh, Roland's done splatter art. It's quite different to latte art. It's more of a splatter. But um, the texture looks good, and that's half the battle. Now, what the milk does, manages to kill all that acidity. So that apple, that malic, gone. And replaced just with milk chocolate. A little bit of a spicy aftertaste as well. There's like a little bit of like um, a peppery hit on the back. Not in an unpleasant way, quite delicious way. Um, the mug I'm using is my Colonel Grumpy's Cafe Bar one. There's a guy that you, in the UK, you can hire his bus and he has an espresso machine in it. And he'll come make coffee for you. You really want to live somewhere down south because when he came up here, he got six miles to the gallon um, coming up from... Cornwall or somewhere like that, somewhere very far away, and wherever, wherever 01980 is from. But his website is Cafe Guat, C-A-F-E-G-U-A-T-E.co.uk. Go and have a look at some pictures of his bus, very cool. So, Gary's made me the Eva Solo, the other roaster. And I haven't had an Eva Solo for a long time. And I actually really like the Eva Solo, because it reminds me a lot of the French press but it's a little bit cleaner. It's a little bit more controlled. Um, if you don't know how to make an Eva Solo, there is a, a brew guide on our brew guides section on how to, uh, how to use them. And they're very beautiful things. I mean, I love the little neoprene jackets and you've got the little thing in there, but you can see, oh, you can see, let me see if I can get to the camera to see. You see in there, there's lots of bits in there because it doesn't filter everything. So it gives you that texture. And that texture goes really well with this coffee. Um, it's weird, I've not had this before, but I'm getting some like white grape as well with it. Um, and I guess white grape isn't a million miles away from um, the, the Malik green apple type thing, but really nice, really, really delicious brewed coffee. If you don't have an Eva Solo, I recommend you try this as a French press. I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's, uh, it's gonna work really well. Okay, I'm gonna shut up and wrap up and go and uh, get out of here. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad guys.